3: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: What's up, Open Floor Globe? This is Ben Golliver with The Washington Post. I am joined on the other line by Michael the Pina of Sports Illustrated. Michael, what a great way to kick off All Star Week! I know everybody's super excited about the big festivities in Atlanta, where Basically, no one will be in attendance. The players have been, uh, you know, kicking and screaming, trying to avoid it for the last couple of weeks. But nevertheless, it is happening this Sunday. The All-Star Game. Michael, to get ourselves prepared, here's what we're going to do. Because there's going to be a draft coming up this week with LeBron James and Kevin Durant selecting the All-Star rosters. We are going to stand in and teach LeBron and Kevin Durant a little something about basketball. Show them how it's done. So Michael, today we are going to be drafting the all-star rosters. We're going to you know, pick our own team names. We're going to have our preferred charity to donate um, our winnings to. And then of course, we're going to let the open floor globe at the end decide who has the better all-star team. Again, we're going for sort of fun and spunk And, you know, putting on a good show on Sunday night as opposed to necessarily the all-time greatest dream team Mount Rushmore group. Does this all make sense to you, Michael? It makes enough sense. I'm here with you. This is going to be fun. Good. We've done a few drafts before. Honestly, I believe there was a couple where the listeners just said, Michael, you smoked, Ben. I might have gotten you one time. But uh, you have all the pressure here, frankly, because you're going to have the first pick as Team LeBron. And you've got your history of beating me in these draft scenarios you know, riding in the balance. So, do not screw this up, Michael. There's a lot of pressure here. First things first. What is your team name going to be again? You are LeBron James with the first pick in the draft. What is your city name? What is your team's nickname? And do you have a charity you're going to be donating your money to?
5: So my I I uh, came up with this last night after watching the Boston Celtics defeat the Washington Wizards with. Jason Tatum and Bradley Beal going head to head to uh St. Louis Missouri Natives. So, I'm I'm doing a throwback in honor of of Tatum's performance and Beal's 46 points, the Spirits of St. Louis, the old ABA team. Um that's going to be my team name. And uh the St. Louis Well that's sh-
4: better than the Arch. I was worried you were going <laughs> Arch. <laughs>
5: No, uh, I'm not doing the arch, and I don't want to do a quick uh, uh, a tangent here. But I have you ever climbed the arch? Because I have, and it's it's not anything special once you get to the top.
4: But I. You... I I didn't even know it was climbable. Yes, I thought it, is. it was just sort of like a. So it's like a hot highway on ramp. You just walk up you... the side, or what? They got steps in the middle, or how does it work?
5: There's like these little uh, elevators with windows that kind of go to the top, and it doesn't feel like a safe endeavor uh, at any point when you're there. And then you get to the top, and there's these little slits, uh, these little window slits that let you see out, and. See the beautiful city of St. Louis. So I did that years ago, and um, I just think St. Louis should have a team. There's so many great players from St. Louis. They rep St. Louis hard. It would be fun if if they had a team.
4: Well, I really enjoyed uh, Tatum with that dunk over Lopez, and then he celebrated by giving a little back tap Mm -hmm. to uh, Bradley Beal. (laughs) You know, just like hey, don't forget this one. I I really enjoyed that. You know, kind of back in the uh, the old school pickup days. You can imagine those guys doing that as teenagers. Um, I'm not sure the Celtics beat the Wizards in that game, by the way. I think the Wizards beat the Wizards. I mean, that Westbrook three (laughs) where the shot just caroms over the backboard and then Beal goes down in a pile of sweat. You know, they have a timeout left. They don't use it. Just an absolute mess. Gutting loss for the Wizards fans. But we could talk about that for an hour. We need to stay on track. Okay, so you are the spirit of St. Louis. Do you have a preferred charity should you happen to win this game, Michael? Who are you donating all your profits to?
5: So it's not necessarily I don't know I don't know if I would call it a charity, but the Equal Justice Initiative, it's a nonprofit in Alabama. And oh, yeah. uh they you know it's it was started by Brian Stevenson, who's the author of Just Mercy, which is a great book. I don't we haven't done uh, uh, the Pods uh, book club in a while or book recommendations in a while, but that's a really good one. Anyone who's looking for something to sink into uh, when NBA games are no longer on, but you know, they had a connection to uh, the Atlanta Hawks and Lloyd Pierce and Brian Stevenson has spoken to um to the Hawks team uh, uh, a few months ago, or, or I guess before the season began. And, and so just everything that they're about is wonderful, just, you know, uh, trying to end mass incarceration and uh, uh, fighting against the death penalty and just, uh, yeah. So it's uh, that's that's where my money is going to when my team beats your team.
4: It is a very cool place. I've been down there. I highly recommend it to everyone. It will open your eyes. It will change your mind. It will enlighten you in all sorts of different ways. So great pick, uh, Michael. Um, All right, here it comes. Uh, The Kevin Durant team is going to be called... The Coney Island Hot Dogs. Now, obviously, this is a reference to, I would say, Brooklyn's, some of its most famous and, and best cuisine, right? I'm, Michael, I mean, you're a, a Brooklyn resident. Wouldn't you say that's pretty much the best thing you've got going on over there?
5: That's, that's A
4: plus primo. Everything is in second place. <laughs> <laughs> so the Coney Island Hot Dogs is also a reference to our fun and all-star friendly style of play. You've seen the Brooklyn Nets just dazzle everyone this year, even if they don't want to be dazzled. So we get it both ways. We get the culinary reference. We get a nice reference to one of America's uh, most decrepit amusement parks, frankly. And we get the style of play, sort of Globetrotter-esque illusion as well. The Coney Island Hot Dogs will be playing for the United States Postal Service because everybody's mailing this game in on Sunday. There's no way around it, Michael. (laughs) All right. With the first pick in the uh, Open Floor 2021 NBA All-Star Draft, you are on the clock. And remember, we're going to be picking from the starters group first, and then we are going to be going to the reserves. And just to like further complicate these things... So Kevin Durant's making the picks, but there's actually going to have to be a new stand-in captain because he's not playing. Mm-hmm. I will name my captain shortly when it's my turn to pick, Michael. And then from there, we also have an injury replacement. Anthony Davis is um, not selectable because he's sidelined. So Devin Booker is into the mix on that one. And same deal, uh, you know, Tatum has been elevated to the starter to, to fill KD's spot. And we also have Demonis Sabonis hopping in the bench, apparently because everybody else who was more worthy than him just decided they didn't want to go. That's my personal opinion. I don't know how he got nominated as a replacement over guys (laughs) like uh, Chris Middleton and Bam Adebayo, but we're going to let the NBA League office sort that out themselves. All right, Michael, without further ado, the number one pick is?
5: You're going to love this.
4: Um, My number one pick is Mr. Kawhi Leonard. Um, Oh, my God. You picked the most boring player in the entire All-Star game? You're going to have him as your number one pick, Michael?
5: (laughs) Kawhi's great. I refuse to uh, 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 bend to the accusation that he's a boring player. I disagree strongly. I love watching him play basketball. Love watching him defend. uh, The fear that he puts in whoever he's guarding is real. It's tangible. It's palpable. You can see it through your TV screen. And you know, you know, drafting from the perspective of LeBron, which is how what my mentality was through a lot of this selection process. Like, if I'm LeBron, I'm picking Kawhi because he's like the only guy out here who can guard me. So if we're in crunch time, I'm not worried about anybody else on the other team. And now that I have Kawhi on my side, I'm like. I don't need to worry or concern myself with Kawhi's huge hands, you know, uh, in my personal space as I'm trying to conduct a late comeback or preserve a late lead. So Kawhi is just an, an easy choice for me. And I know you love it. No, him. it's...
4: it. It's a great point. I mean, both those guys are going to need someone to talk to when they're icing their knees midway through the (laughs) second quarter. So I'm I'm glad that he's going to have an ice partner there. That's fantastic. So we actually got this email from Juan. He writes, I'm writing to you especially because I think we need to use one of our open floor glow mantras and talk to Ben who likes to call himself captain accountability. I'm listening to this bonus episode with Haley O'Shaughnessy. And that was a great show, by the way. And I'm hearing Ben talk about how Michael had his heart broken by Kyrie and James Harden ever since Kyrie abandoned his beloved Celtics and Harden did the same when he left Houston. And at that moment, I connected the dots and realized that Ben feels the exact same way about Kawhi Leonard. I can't forget when Kawhi killed the Sixers on the Raptors title run and everyone was excited by those extra bounces Kawhi shot took and all Ben had to say is that Michael Jordan never needed more than one (laughs) bounce. (laughs) Also, I've lost count of how many times Michael has argued with Ben about Kawhi and all Ben does is play Kawhi down. Ben, I think you need to move on and accept that Kawhi was not happy in San Antonio. Look, this is great sleuthing and detective work by Juan. Absolutely, he's got a very fair point. I appreciate him holding me to that standard, Michael. Um, All I'm going to say is, I think that there are some flaws in Kawhi's game that don't get talked about because Kawhi never gets talked about. I'm always going to default to that as my defense. I'm curious, when you were watching that Milwaukee versus... uh, la clippers game michael and i've been kind of telling you some of these issues that the clippers have in crunch time you know Kawhi gets this reputation as this big time clutch shot maker everybody brings up the four bouncer and again i'm not even sure michael needed one bounce uh i think it's usually pretty much just swish you know uh all of his important shots that i remember were just real clean going through but he gets that reputation and you know this year his clutch numbers are not good Uh, I do think that he doesn't get himself going downhill nearly enough during late game situations. Same thing for Paul George. Pat Beverly isn't necessarily that guy. And so they're in a situation down three against Milwaukee where they need to get a good shot. This is one of the very best three-point shooting teams ever in the history of the NBA. And all they can get is Kawhi Leonard off the dribble from like two or three steps behind the three-point line over Pat Connaughton, who is not exactly a Kawhi stopper. And it just kind of feeds into my general feeling that like late in games, I don't trust Kawhi nearly as much as people uh, like to hype him up in those situations. And I don't really trust the Clippers still because it does feel like they get into this mode of like deferring to the superstar level guys instead of getting people moving, getting good shots and sort of knowing what they want to do. It just grinds down. We saw that problem in last year's playoffs. I think it's going to be a continued problem for them. Michael, am I harping? Am I a, a killjoy? Do you want to defend your man's honor? Or do you want to agree with Juan? Where do you stand?
5: Uh, my answer is a little nuanced. I mean, you are a killjoy, of course. Anyone listening to this <laughs> will agree there. But I also I, think that— My
4: team name is Hot Dogs. How could I be killing joy?
5: <laughs> but I, I, uh, I think that you do have a fair point, particularly coming off that— Bucks loss, um, Kawhi after the game had some comments about just the pace of the team and how slow they were to get into offensive sets. And, uh, a really interesting note that he had about how guys were looking towards the sidelines, um, at every offensive possession instead of just like playing through the system. So it seems to me like, um, as the season goes on, one would think that players, you know, they're still incorporating some new pieces that those guys can be a little bit more comfortable in how they want to execute down the stretch of a close game. I mean, I I just generally, I don't get too worried um, about any superstar who's struggling. I mean, I'll I'll give you that his numbers in crunch time have not been terrific. Like I look at, you know the fact that he's like the winningest player, playoff player of all time, and two-time Finals MVP. The shot that you are besmirching for absolutely no reason—that is historic against the Sixers. Um, so I, I give Kawhi the benefit of the doubt, and uh, but I do see I do see your criticism, and I think that there are fair
4: points for where the team is right now. Yeah, don't get it twisted. Most of those wins are Duncan's wins, not Kawhi's <laughs> wins. But uh that's a that's another thing for a d- different argument for a different day. And in fact, I would take Duncan over Kawhi in this draft right now if I could, but um unfortunately, he is not eligible. All right, Michael. I am nominating to no one's great surprise, Giannis as my team captain. He will replace uh Kevin Durant in this mix. Um Look, he's on a real tear right now these last couple of weeks. It's nice to see from him because they've had a really up and down season. I mean, I think it was like five straight losses now five straight wins. Uh-huh. He completely pummeled and torched the poor Los Angeles Clippers and and dunk after dunk after dunk. The numbers are off the charts again. Where this leads, no one knows, but um he's a good all- <laughs> He's a good all-star game player. I'm going to tell you that. He will bring energy. He will have some dunks. We saw what it looked like when he was skipping through the paint and and no one's calling or even considering calling traveling on him uh, late in that Clippers game. Pretty entertaining. And uh, he's going to be my team captain. Now, in terms of my first pick, Michael, I could go a lot of different ways here. Mm -hmm. I really could. But I'm going to follow my heart. I'm taking Jokic and he's going to play point guard for me. Um, Just full time point guard. I've got Giannis and Jokic. Um, It's a little big, honestly, for an all star team. You usually like to start with the guards in the all star game, but that's okay. I am uh, letting Jokic just turn my team into a circus up and down the court, passing, uh, you know, just tearing apart your old man defense, uh, you know, with this roster of creaky players you're putting together. And. uh, (laughs) And uh, that's going to be our our uh, strategy. Look, I mean, Jokic isn't going to put up fifty in the All Star game, but if he, if he has twenty assists, you know, and tries to set some sort of an All Star game record for assists, I'd be great with that. Um, so that's what you're looking at. You've got LeBron and Kawhi on your squad versus Giannis and Jokic on my squad. All right, it's your pick.
5: So I'll just say that you know I've listed all the players out here, and Jokic was going to be my next pick. So. Not oh. hap- not happy with, with wow, the direction that you wow. went in. Yeah.
4: Your big board is blown up, Michael. What are you going to do?
5: <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to my next selection here, and that is Steph Curry. Uh, can't really go wrong with Steph Curry. He's having just a scintillating season, looks exactly like he did when he was the unanimous MVP, if not better. I mean, particularly – I know this doesn't matter for the All-Star game, but on defense, he's, a- he's just like a lot better um, – Teams are trying to attack him. He looks stronger. He's not getting bullied in the post anymore. Steph is, Steph is incredible, uh, maybe the best we've ever seen. So, I mean, for the, the, the context of an All-Star game, adding Steph Curry and the shot making and the range and the gravity and just how ridiculous he is. And we'll be pulling up from half court and probably shooting 40% on those shots. And it's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm happy to add Steph to the squad.
4: You know, that was a great uh, defense of Steph Curry. I do sometimes feel like we've reached the point with him where it's just self-explanatory. It's like, I am Steph Curry because he's, he's, Steph. Uh, he's <laughs> <Yeah>. Steph Curry. <laughs> it's just like, period. Okay, everybody gets it. We know what we're getting. Um, I, he was next on my board, so touche. You, you gave me a little credit for Jokic. I'm going to give it right back to you. Here's what I'm doing. Look, this is where it starts to get interesting, right? Because if I went like Joel Embiid, you'd be so screwed. You'd have no size to deal with Giannis Jokic and Embiid. And honestly, this game might be over before it even starts. The hot dogs are just going to be cramming it down your throat, Michael. You're going to have no shot. So if I wanted to be a jerk, I would do that. Um, But you know what? I just can't talk myself to Embiid. Sorry. I'm taking Luka Doncic. I want to go freewheeling. I want to go fun. And I think that Lucas had so much trouble dragging Kristaps Porzingis around this year that when he gets surrounded by really quality, talented players, we're gonna get that uh that effervescent Luca that everybody fell in love with last year. Hopefully he's not gonna be quite as ball dominant when he's surrounded with good players, but I actually would prefer to have the ball in his hands rather than Giannis's hands. And, you know, frankly, as we're looking forward two, three years from now, not totally sure where this Giannis Supermax extension is gonna land, you know, say in twenty twenty three. Wouldn't mind at all rekindling our Luca Giannis dream team uh, yes. Adriatic Sea pairing that yes. we came up with, you know, during the dog days of the uh, of the shutdown. So let's go ahead and get some All Star, uh, you know, All Star FaceTime together, and, and maybe Luca can eventually lure Giannis to Dallas. So I just have a squad right now, honestly. <laughs> uh, this is turning into USA versus the world unintentionally, by the way. Uh, but I'm taking Doncic, and now it's your pick. Luca was my last pick um
5: on the starters rankings but I think you hit Wow, it. wait, no, why? Why? Well, why? That, well, that's
4: really interesting. Why?
5: Well, I am, I love Luca first of all and the three point shooting is now like up to a really scary level. I don't know if anyone's been been peeking at that, but um I have LeBron and you you hit it with the, you know, the ball dominance. I I just feel like I, like I don't want to compare him too much to Harden and the criticisms that Harden had last year in the draft, but that's kind of the vibe I get with Luca right now. It's not his fault. That's just that's just what it is for his team.
4: No, fair enough. Look, if I have a team named Hot Dogs, Luca better be on it. I mean, that guy loves you know doing unnecessary stuff on the basketball and it makes it look beautiful. I'm sure you saw that pretty behind the back dump off pass the other night. He's just a special and fun player to watch. He's not LeBron, but you already had LeBron, so uh, I'm going to counter with Luca. All right, your pick, Michael. Okay, yeah.
5: Thank you for not taking Joel Embiid. You're right. I would have had some problems, I think, if you had Jokic well, and Embiid. So hold hold on one second,
4: because l- l- let me just question your entire strategy here, Michael, yes. because there are two St. Louis players left on the board. You are the spirit of St. Louis. Before you, you have go, the opportunity okay, yes. to draft both of them. <laughs> um, so you really need to think long and hard here, Michael. Are you I- sure you want to take and beat over Beal and Tatum? Because otherwise you're leaving some St. Louis vibe. You're probably, uh, you know, you're, you're playing with fate there.
5: So here's the deal. I have my intel. I know you from speaking to you twice a week for over a year now. I've heard some negativity on your end about Tatum and about Beal. So I'm not too str- I could be wrong, I could be misjudging where you're going with your next pick, but like look, I can't just leave Embiid. He's maybe the MVP of the league. I can't leave him on the table here as much as I love Tatum and as much as I love Beal.
4: Well, I tried to pull you away from it so I could win this thing handily, but <laughs> fine. You get Embiid. Um how does he fit with your other group, right? Like how well does Embiid's game fit with All-Stars because I think His MVP case right now in Philly is that he's just been dragging them. That Simmons has, you know, started slow but has been playing a little bit better. They've gotten solid, you know, night to night contributions from Tobias Harris, and certainly he thinks he's better than solid, and and so do some of his fans. But it's kind of been this idea of the one man army approach from Embiid, right? Just crazy, crazy numbers leading the advanced stats and all that stuff. How well does he fit into an all star game format? I'm curious.
5: Well, so we have LeBron and Kawhi who are just going to be, you know. Crouched over on their knees, standing in the corner for the whole game because they're so old and decrepit now at this point in their careers, as you said earlier. So we're just running a lot of Steph Embiid pick and roll, and I think that that is the most unstoppable action in the history of basketball. If you were to just unleash that on a team, I don't know how you guard that.
4: How do you guard a Steph Embiid pick and roll, Ben? Um, uh, I mean probably quadruple team it i don't know (laughs) it's not gonna be easy it's not gonna be easy for sure um yeah i mean mean, maybe you're getting those like plastic things that they use before games to like wave at guys to try to block their shots you know maybe you're bringing a few of those out there uh, when steph tries to duck behind and beat and and using a little like uh plastic batons to distract his shot um you know sort of like the punching bags i don't know they're not not really a great strategy there um But, you know, if that's what it's coming down to in an all-star game, you're running pick and rolls. I think we've already won on the merits because we're going to be so free-flowing up and down. Uh, You know, anytime you actually have to run a play, that that means you're off base, Michael. Um, The hot dogs have to take Kyrie. There's no way around it. Um, He fits with our general aesthetic. You know, everybody's going to say, oh, there's only one basketball. There's only one basketball. Guess who was completely wrong about the Brooklyn Nets this year, Michael? Everyone who said there was only one basketball Kyrie is going to be able to fit in brilliantly, uh, with uh, my other incredible ball handlers and passers. He's going to be wide open constantly from Yoka. She's going to be cutting to the basket, hopefully getting some of those crazy reverse layups along the baseline. It's going to be a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, I do also need somebody to kind of like chase Steph Curry around Kyrie's probably got the quickness to do that. Um, I, I really just don't want Luca to have to guard Steph. So we, we just have to have something out there who knows. Um, there could be some hurt feelings here as Team KD not taking Kyrie until the fourth round. Mm. But I was just pretty confident you were never going to take him. So, And also, I didn't think that he deserved to be a starter in the first place. So that's where he's going to land. And hopefully, we can kind of make it right. Uh, maybe on Instagram Live, we can just you know talk about it. And there will be no post-ops for Kyrie, no matter how many times he asks with this group. Um, he will be a perimeter-based option on my team. I love the gamesmanship here. You you went with Kyrie because you knew that I
5: was not going to add him to LeBron's team. That was that was wise of you.
4: Well that's true. And he has a shot at all star game MVP. I mean, look, anytime you oh, yeah. get him on the court against LeBron, if he gets hot, if he gets going, I can see my my team, you know, full of really unselfish players, Giannis, Jokic, and Doncic, all unselfish. If Kyrie does have it going, they are not going to get in his way. And so yeah, maybe it is a revenge mission, an anti Lebron revenge mission. We'll see. All right, Michael. It looks to me like you're going to have to choose between uh-huh. between the St. Louis guys for the St. Louis team. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we should try to make a trade. I, I could trade you Beal for uh, LeBron. Maybe. What do you think?
5: Maybe we'll 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 get to that later. Um, I yeah, and, and I think that you know you you know who I'm taking with this one based on what you just said. Uh, yeah, I'm going. I'm going Tatum for sure. Uh, he's just. Uh, I should I say I'll, I'll say off the top. I, was, I wasn't I was surprised that you had Giannis um, as the captain, because he's Giannis, but I picked Tatum. I had Tatum above Giannis on my power rankings, um, and I wonder how blasphemous well, you find that to be.
4: I mean, is that just like the I am wrong power rankings, or what do you call those power <laughs> rankings? <laughs>
5: well, I, f- I feel like Tatum is just a... He's one of the most perfect... Um, like, integratable stars. Like, he's got the KD quality there. KD is obviously at another level, but you can just put Tatum with just about anybody, and he can space the floor, he can defend multiple positions, he's an excellent rebounder, uh, he's got length, he can score over anyone when you need a bucket, Um yeah, so... If-
4: yeah, I don't know. To me, he seems like the kind of guy who's going to get six points in the All-Star game and we're all going to forget he was out there on the court. Well, I he- mean, that, that, that to me is sort of the Jason Tatum All-Star approach. He did get that Robin Lopez look. People were really excited to call that a poster. He kind of got Robin Lopez the other night. He kind of flew by him, to be honest. It wasn't really that clean. I saw some accusations that he was catching a body, maybe a quarter of a body. I mean, I don't know if he really fully caught it. Maybe he caught his tail or something, but... Um, just you know like he's smooth but he's not overpowering and physical and if I'm looking for highlights in an all-star game I'm definitely taking Giannis over Tatum if Jason Tatum shot I mean you know there's a lot of different ways Giannis can do this you saw Giannis stuff Zubak. I mean look if Tatum's coming down the middle of the paint Giannis is going to swat that thing out to half court
5: if Jason Tatum cured cancer would your first reaction be hey Jason what took you so long
4: No, I like Jason Tatum, Michael. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, he's not this perfect all-star level player. You really want to watch him back down and take some tough twos with Curry and Bede, LeBron and Kawhi all waving for the basketballs. Oh, Jason's got to go into an ISO from 14 feet. Oh boy, let's all stand around and watch this. It'll be great.
5: No, I I hear everything you're saying, and I I pretty much agree with a lot of it. Like, I think he'll be off the ball for almost the entire game, um, particularly when he's you know, in this starting lineup with all these great other players. I mean, he's not – he wasn't even supposed to start, and that's for good reason because he's not Kevin Durant. Um, So, no, I hear hear your criticisms, but
4: Tatum is incredible, and he's going to make my team a juggernaut. Yeah, it's – I mean, I hope he doesn't find out that you took him fifth because – and really ninth out of ten, if you think about it, that's that's pretty rough, Michael. It's a real lack of faith in and, uh, and love. It's, it's really being tested right now. But everybody's being tested in this Boston Celtics environment. Mm. That leaves for me Bradley Beal. Um, look, this should have been James Harden's spot. There's no way around it. Um, I will take Bradley Beal. He also fits into my hot dog and style. There's there's really no doubt. We have a lot of bucket getters on this squad. Positionally, he actually fits great. So I'm looking at Kyrie, Beal, Doncic, Giannis, and Jokic. I mean, that is kind of a squad. You're looking at LeBron, Kawhi, Steph, Embiid, and Tatum. Those pieces fit quite well. Um, I guess you're probably playing LeBron at the four in that scenario, but that uh, that lines up pretty nicely. For Beal, I mean, he was really giving it to Boston last night. Were you, I mean, how painful was that when he was getting to go? I think he had, what, 46 or something like that. <laughs> How nervous were you? And then, I mean, do you really consider that a win, the way that played out at the end?
5: So when the buzzer sounds and one team has more points than the other team, I consider the team that has more points the victor. That's me going – I know it's crazy uh, philosophy there that is pretty controversial, but that's that's how I, I read results for basketball games.
4: Yeah, um, the last two-minute report differs. It says that was complete BS. <laughs>
5: So, uh, I, I, I do, um, I mean, Beal was incredible. I mean, Jalen didn't play in the game, we should say, but, uh, but Beal was incredible. Uh, that corner three he took, uh, over a double, it was over Tatum and Chemi Ojolay as the buzzer sounded and like, hit the front rim and hit the back. Like, I was like, how did he... I thought it was going in. What? I thought it was going in. Yeah, that was ridiculous. So, I mean, I had my text to you already to go, and I, I I was so close to sending it before that shot went in the air, and if it went in, I would have just never forgiven myself. So, It would so, yeah. have been perfect. Feels great. W-
4: would have been perfect. Well, he's going to do that to you in the All-Star game. He's getting revenge. We actually got a question here real quick. I want your 30-second take on this one. Giannis writes in... Why is Brad Stevens not on the hot seat? He is obviously a great coach and will probably win a championship one day. But as far as his tenure in Boston is concerned, he hasn't done anything significant in years. He had the most talented team in the East in 2019 and couldn't get them together. Seemingly unable to stop Kyrie from trying to guard Giannis in the playoffs. Yes, the Celtics made the Eastern Conference Finals last season. But how impressive is that really? He's got Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Uh, That was the two most talented players in the Toronto series, and don't even get me started on the Philly series. Michael, um, there has been little murmurs here and there about uh, Brad Stevens, and we didn't really discuss that in our Celtics takedown last week. Um, I actually think that was probably for the better, but would you like to counter what Giannis is saying about Brad Stevens now that you are officially coaching Jason Tatum and about to get even more out of him than Brad has? (laughs)
5: Uh, Yeah, the Brad Stevens criticism I find – um almost entirely ridiculous uh, i I do like how you you take one of his most impressive things, which is going to the conference finals um, in the bubble, beating the defending champions without Gordon Hayward um, in, a, in a in a seven game battle um and just you know throwing that to the side is rubbish. I thought that you know that's a little. That's a little funny, but you know Brad has also gone to uh, two other Eastern Conference finals um, in years when his team was not the favorite, and so he is a very good coach, and we've gone over the issues uh, with the team and the roster and the injuries before, so we don't need to belabor those points, but Brad Stevens is a, is a great basketball coach.
4: As much as I would love to pile on, I think uh, you're correct. I think he pretty much escapes blame here. It doesn't matter How great of a coach you are, if you're being forced to play two or three centers, you know, that's not going to work in today's NBA. And that's kind of where he finds himself. Um, Also, if your point guard is, you know, a shell of where he was supposed to be,
5: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.
4: Okay, it's time to select the reserves. I get the first pick, Michael. You know where I'm going with the Brooklyn Hot Dogs. It's Brooklyn legend (laughs) himself. Oh, wait. Sorry. Coney Island Hot Dogs. Let me get my marketing straight. It's Brooklyn legend himself. Lifelong... Borough resident, James Harden. He's immediately got himself fitting in there in New York. It's like he's never been anywhere else. You mentioned Houston. I'm not sure he's ever even heard of the Rockets before, Michael. As the Nets are running off eight straight wins, the Rockets are over here losing 11 straight games. Guys like you are still hung up on the past, Michael, and not appreciating this greatness. I'm taking James Harden. Now I've got Harden and Kyrie. Hot dogs are feeling great about life.
5: Hot dogs are feeling great about life. I, I that's a wonderful team slogan for you. Um, yeah, no, I, I Harden is give me the mustard. Hard, <laughs> Harden is really good. Uh, I still don't think that he's necessarily like an all-star type of player, despite oh, what we've seen. Michael uh, in Brooklyn, where he's been able to integrate really well with KD and Kyrie, but. No, this is, this is a fun pick. I mean, there's some other names on the board that I, I would have gone with um, before Harden. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that you took him as low as you did. Well,
4: let me ask you this. This new version of Harden, where he's kind of making quicker decisions, moving the ball more, maybe a little bit less demonstrative in isolation, right? Where like, I, don't, I just don't feel like he's slowing it down as much as he did a couple of years ago. Um, and it's translating to like this remarkable, insane team offensive efficiency. And he's really driving a lot of it. In the last, you know, ten so games when Katie's not even out there, isn't that kind of the perfect All Star level point guard? Like, isn't that what you want for an All Star game? Is a guy who can just you know push the tempo, move it around, be a threat himself, so he attracts attention, but then also keep his teammates involved? Almost that's like a prototype, Michael.
5: So you already have Luka, you already have Jokic, and you have. Giannis, who I'm, I'm surprised. Yeah, you're not stopping me. You're I'm right. Surprised. The hot dogs are unstoppable. <laughs> I'm surprised that Giannis went with Harden here. That that is a shocker to me because Harden went out of his way to insult just like everything about uh, Giannis's anatomy a year
4: ago. So fair um, point. Yeah. Fair point. Well, here's the, here's the thing though. I mean, KD is making these picks. Giannis is just the in captain. Mm, all right, so. Mm, mm. So Giannis is going to have to get over it, and I think that once he gets a few passes from Harden and he's looking around and saying, man, I play with Dante DiVincenzo, he's going to say, wow, this is, this is quite the upgrade. This is wonderful. All right, Michael, I'm taking Harden with my first pick. Who you got in your first reserve selection? So before I make my pick,
5: uh, a quick question for you. Uh, obviously, we could not have selected Anthony Davis because he is hurt, but I assume that you would have taken AD before Harden or no?
4: No, there's no room for ruffles in uh, in the hot dogs. So I would have taken Harden. I would have considered Davis probably with my next pick. Um, but I was I was going to be okay letting him go because I just think Harden fits my the aesthetic of my team a little bit better. Wow that 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 surprises me. Um... Well, that's because you're underrating James Harden. I don't know how much I have to scream this, Michael. He's the, probably the best player in the Eastern Conference right now. He's been absolutely unreal. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. Um, okay.
5: Well, I'm going with a former James Harden. Well, wait, so okay. should I assume
4: that you would take Anthony Davis then? I, I would was... Yeah, I would have. I would okay. Yeah, Fair he's enough. great. He's great. Um, if you didn't, I would have next round. So okay. that's right where he's landing. Perfect. perfect. Perfect.
5: Perfect. Um, so I am going with my first pick among the reserves with a former Harden teammate, uh, Mr. Chris Paul. And this is someone who I didn't even pick to be here when <laughs> I drafted my own team, um, or I should say, selected my own team a few weeks ago. But we're in an All Star game, and there is nothing more enjoyable than Chris Paul just dialed up, uh, embarrassing people and uh, setting the table for all of his teammates in the most exciting ways. Um, as the floor general, as the point guard, So I, I love Chris Paul. I love, you know, like Jason Kidd all those years. You just need these guys in all-star games, and they make their team so much better.
4: Yeah, if there's ever going to be a redux of, like, the Dwayne Wade accidentally breaking Kobe Bryant's nose during an all-star game situation, I would say Chris Paul is a likely candidate to be involved in that. You know, not intentionally, but just, like, playing so aggressively hard in a context where maybe not everybody is. That things just get a little bit too a little bit too tense, a little bit too fiery. Yep. So that's a nice element for you to have. At the same time, we're running you guys off the court. I mean, come on, man. These geezers cannot keep up with my squatting, uh, Michael. We're we're gonna be way too fast, way too loose for you guys. And just to add one more element of thunder to our lightning attack. It's going to be Zion Williamson, Michael. I don't think you're going to be able to contain this guy. Who's guarding Zion if he's getting Ugh. lobs from Jokic, Luka, Harden? This guy's going to have 42 points on 21 shots. It's going to be a paint domination like you've never seen before. I'm now I'm upset because
5: Zion <laughs> Zion is uh he is, we could do a whole Zion episode, I feel, and it would be absolutely incredible because I, I have no more fun watching any player in the league right now than Zion Williamson. He's, he's irrepressible um, already. It looks like he's like in the middle of his well, prime. Hey,
4: Michael, good thing you got Chris Paul. Glad you could do that. Yeah. You I, know, 30, 35 <laughs> year old Chris Paul is going to hold it down in Atlanta. Um, come on, Michael. He, I mean, you probably should have taken Zion. Can we
5: agree? Yeah. I did not expect you to go with Zion this high. I'm not going to lie. Um, that was an oversight by me, and I'm never going to be able to forgive myself.
4: But Look, I, I wavered on the Zion love there for a little bit the first month of the season because it just really seemed like New Orleans had no idea how to use him, and it was like very limited and clunky, but now he is just rolling. The point Zion stuff is very real. His efficiency around the basket's absolutely insane. He's such a different player than basically everybody else in the league. Like there really is no one else who profiles the same manner as he does. Um, It reminds me a little bit of younger Giannis when almost all of his offense was just coming around the basket, you know, and and like he would go downhill and you'd kind of close your eyes because you wouldn't know how it would end, but it often ended well. But there's a smoothness to what Zion does off the dribble every once in a while, and he just wins every midair collision. I mean, good luck to any of your players, with the possible exception of Embiid. Any of your players are just going to be flying out of the air if they happen to try to contest Zion around the basket, Michael. So I hope you've got... Um, a good medical team there for the spirit of St. Louis as well. Good luck.
5: If I was a reactionary person and just went into full on
4: panic mode, my next pick would probably be Rudy Gobert. But we're not, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Zion loves to, to to punk him too. We saw that actually during uh, you know the the preseason that mm-hmm. one year. Yeah, um, he'll win that battle as well. But uh, I would recommend not taking Rudy Gobert just I'm, as a, yeah. a a tip. He's still going to be available uh, <laughs> for a while. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not, I'm not. To be clear, I'm not taking Rudy Bear.
5: Um, who are uh, you taking, Michael? Okay, so I'm down between two players, and man, I feel like I'm just like replicating skill sets here at this point. But that's what's going to happen when we get this far down in the draft. I'm I'm going with I'm going with a guy who I think right now is the most underrated player in basketball, and.
4: That is Paul George. Wow. The most underrated player in basketball. That's a big statement. And and can I actually give you a a piece of uh, uh, data to support that? Yes, please. I somehow didn't even list him on my draft board. I forgot he was an (laughs) all-star. There we go. Okay. Thank
5: you for proving my point, Ben. Um, That's that's a wonderful synergy on the podcast. Um, Yeah. I mean, this guy's season is just like it defies comprehension when you kind of look at his shooting numbers like you're expecting the three-point shooting to fall off eventually and it's just not like he's taking seven and a half a game he's shooting 46 percent like who what is happening like
4: it it's it's ridiculous and um I think Michael, like is playoff p a real thing though I mean <laughs> I'm with you I really like Paul George's game I think he was probably you know piled on not not even probably he was certainly piled on too much after last year's playoffs but playoff p does feel like a real phenomenon he's got a long track record of struggles there is he going to be able to bring it in an all-star game or is it going to be a similar thing are we getting all-star p
5: and i mean paul george has had success in all-star games before just because of the three-point shooting and the fact that he can get whatever he shot whenever he wants um but I'm just, you know, I'm building a team of, as you can see, just like these long-armed prototypical wings that are just, that's what you want in basketball today. So I have Paul George, I have Tatum, I have LeBron, I have Kawhi. Like, I just, I think when those four are on the court with Embiid,
4: it's just, it's lights out. You're not scoring on my team. Fair enough. I'm going to actually draft the guy who really is the most disrespected player in basketball. Oh, no. Um, Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton. No, uh, I, honestly, if we're really arguing who is the most disrespected player in the NBA, it's not Devin Booker. It is Chris Middleton, um, for him to get snubbed multiple different ways in this process is just absolutely ludicrous, but that's fine. I'm going to take Damian Lillard. I'm just loading up. He's a classic Coney Island hot dog player. Look, if Kyrie doesn't have it going, boom, flop Lillard in. No problem. No problem. We're probably not going to give him 20 shots per game you know, in this all-star format, but if he's hot, everyone's clearing out, he's going to work. Certainly, if it comes down to the last second, you know, who do you want the ball in their hands, Lillard or Paul George? I mean, okay, Michael, we know the answer to that one. Um, I'm just really trying to capitalize the shooting, the ball handling, and the flair to try to win points from the peanut gallery based on just how entertaining my squad is. I'm taking Damian Lillard and... I actually think there's quite a big drop-off after Lillard at this point. Um, so I, it was kind of a, a, by a default, you know what I mean?
5: I'm, I'm not happy again with this one by you. Uh, it was either Dame well, or PG for me. Can I ask, would you have, I guess this was a huge miscalculation by me, because if I went with Dame, since you didn't realize that Paul George was an all-star, <laughs> I could have had him in the next round, right?
4: You, you could have had both. And frankly, you should have had both because you took Chris Paul like five spots too early. And I love Chris Paul. And I was the guy who actually thought that he should be, uh, you know, absolutely in the all-star game over a player like Devin Booker. But I wasn't going to be drafting him for a while. Um, you know, he's just too rock solid and steady and fundamental for the hot dogs.
5: Oh, man. Is it too late to start over? No, I'm just kidding. I'm, 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 I'm confident in my team. I'm confident in my team.
4: Well, here's the thing. I actually think your team would wreck my team if we were in the NBA Finals, but I'm feeling really good about my all-star chances.
5: I think you you might be right. We'll see. There's, we're still in the early going here slash not at all. Um, okay, so my next pick... Man, this is a true, you know, we're, we're picking among some really talented players, so don't want to be disrespectful, but going from yeah. Dame so to... just
4: to, to quickly refresh, here's who's left. Okay. Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brown, Ben Simmons, Julius Randle, Zach Levine, Damana Sabonis, Rudy Gobert, and Nikola Vucevic. So um, honestly, we could have just cut the rosters off here. Do you agree? <laughs> I mean, these guys are technically all-stars, but I, I mean, there's a there's a... A real drop, I think, between the players who we've already mentioned, with the exception of Zion, who does not belong in this sort of like top 15 category, you know, sort of where we're describing, and the rest of these players on this list. Would you agree?
5: Sadly, I think I would. Um, These are all really good players, but it's just like the players that have already been selected, I'll include Zion in that, honestly, um, and say like those guys are just... And maybe I'll leave Chris Paul off <laughs> off of it. <laughs> Jesus, that was such a bad pick. Um, yeah, no, but all the guys who have been selected already are just, like, could be the best player on a championship team. Um, maybe not Paul George, actually. I don't know. Anyway, um, my pick is... I don't think this is going to surprise you because all the things being equal, I have to support my guy. Um, and that is Jalen Brown. Um. Really, just keeping up with the theme of two way wings, three point shooting. Um, and I just think that Jalen, you know, he's arguably the most athletic person here. He should have been in a, a dunk contest um, at, already in his career. And maybe this year he won't be because he just will never do it. But like we're at an all star game. He's super athletic, super fun, um, isn't afraid to dunk on people, plays hard uh i'm i'm good with this pick i like it
4: no it definitely fits with your team aesthetic um this is this whole thing is going to boil down to whether you guys can get stops in an empty arena in a meaningless mid-season showcase against the hot dogs right like you have all the defensive talent basically on the board i have only drafted offensive players essentially and so are you going to be able to coach them up michael that's going to determine this game you know if you and chris paul and lebron can set a strong defensive tone and Sort of do like LeBron and Katie did that one year and just double team Steph Curry, right? If you can um, if you can really get the intensity going, you're winning this game. I don't think you can do it. An empty all-star game arena seems like the hardest possible place to get defensive intensity. You're going down. Um, all right. The hot dogs next selection. It's basically nothing <laughs> but offensive players left at this point. You know, I could go Booker, could go Levine, definitely not going Levine. Um, you know, could go point forward, Julius Randle. I feel like I'm going to need a little bit of size to at least try to keep up with some of your wings. And I do think that, you know, I can never get enough playmaking in this group. So I'm actually going to go Ben Simmons here. Don't love this pick, um, but I think he's going to be able to facilitate well enough and at least do something on the defensive end. Uh, because right now, that's my big weakness. Like, you've got probably the five best wings in the NBA, and I've got Giannis and, and nothing else there defensively. So Ben Simmons is going to have a busy night trying to chase around all your guys. That's my pick. Ben Simmons is really upset because
5: now he's on a team with Luka, Kyrie, Harden.
4: Uh, yeah, but slow it's... down. He's he's actually really happy because he's no longer on a team with Joel Embiid. Hmm.
5: <laughs> Fair. Fair. <laughs>
4: Um, all all jokes, Sixers yeah. fans. All jokes. All right, I, who's your next pick?
5: I like that pick actually. For you, uh, makes a lot of sense.
4: Um, oh, he's a very he's a very spirits of St. Louis player. I gotta say, mm, you've got mm. every other guy in that mold. So yeah.
5: So uh, I'm going with the best scorer. I'm not gonna overthink this. The best scorer who's left on our board here, and uh, that, in my opinion, is Devin Booker. Um yeah I, I, it's pretty straightforward like we have enough defense on the wing like we can hide Devin as best we can in an all-star game, <laughs> which actually we can't. Um, but no he's he's actually upped his game on that end too and he's taking it more seriously and he's a really good passer and uh, playing uh, in an environment where he's not like the focal point of the opposing team's defense and he's actually like the fifth option. Uh, I think he can do some damage, so I'm, I'm I'm happy with this pick, and he's just a fun he's a fun player to watch. And also, I just really want Suns fans out of my mentions for not selecting him to my All Star reserves
4: column. Oh, he, a couple weeks he's ago, he's a key he's a key piece for your squad because there's definitely some sleepiness potential with your group, where guys just aren't getting up, a bunch of guys who don't want to be there, older veteran guys who just you know don't don't really care. Booker will care about the all-star game. There's absolutely no doubt about that. So if you need some punch midway through the first quarter, cause you know, you're down 25 to three against the hot dogs, Booker's coming through and giving you exactly what you need off the bench. So that's a good selection. Um, this is where it starts to get tricky, Michael. Um, I was actually planning to save him as my last pick, but I'm going to I'm gonna call an audible. I'm going to take Rudy Gobert. I'm so Whoa. concerned about my lack of defense. Wow. I'm so concerned about my lack of defense that I'm going to take Rudy Gobert. And look, if it just becomes a situation where you're just bullying um, all my smaller guards with your huge wings and going to the basket over and over again, there is nobody in the NBA better prepared to hold down that fort by himself then Rudy Gobert. It's absolutely going to be one of these things where like Rudy, we've got four guys to play offense. We've got one guy to play defense. Good luck out there. You're probably going to get posterized about five times, but um, we appreciate your effort and we're glad you're here and we will factor this into future defensive player of the year uh, award voting. So that's where I'm going. (laughs) I, I just don't like any of these other names that much and I need the help. So I'm taking Rudy Gobert. I, i'm I'm a little lost for words here, honestly. um, uh, me too. honestly, we all are. everybody can see it. It's fine. <laughs> also, we don't have that many great options left, but continue.
5: I as you were just describing. Rudy Gobert and why you picked him. And really, I just want to remind myself and you and all of our listeners that Bam Adebayo should have been an uh, all-star. Thank you
4: for that. And I would have taken Bam over him. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Bam's great. Uh, Okay. uh, And and maybe Jimmy Butler at this point, by the way, probably would have taken Jimmy Butler over uh, Gobert. And I would have taken Jimmy Butler over Simmons for sure. Um, So yeah, we're we're already into the second guessing territory pretty deeply. (laughs)
5: Jimmy not being an all-star is pretty dumb, honestly, (laughs) but I understand why he's not. Well, Um, let me ask you
4: real quick. If we officially change the all-star selection process and Mm -hmm. we said all voters can take into account everything that happened after the last all-star game all the way up until the voting deadline, rather than just from the first game of the season uh, to the voting deadline, would you be in favor of that change?
5: Hmm. That's interesting. I don't think so that
4: way you can get in. You can get in last year's playoffs. You can get in last year's stretch, and it's more of like an annual award as hmm. opposed to like a two month of play award.
5: I do think it is funny how we reward the beginning of seasons and like the first couple months, and then when you look back at numbers, unlike like Basketball Reference, and you're like, "This guy was an All Star," like, and you're like, "Well, we only were counting the first half of the year." Um, yeah, no, I I, I kind of don't like that actually because it it really hurts. Players who are on bad teams, and as you know, I like supporting players who can't help it and are just in terrible situations, but playing great basketball. And I feel like those guys would just have no chance ever of of making it.
4: Yeah, those guys should never have a chance, and so that's why it's a great idea. (laughs) We we should change it immediately. All right, Michael, who's your next pick? Okay, so I'm
5: gonna you've you've inspired me here to uh, think outside the box a little bit, and uh, I'm going with Vucevic. Uh, oh, my God. Michael, that's the worst pick I've ever heard. He is a god. You will not talk bad about Nikola. Um, I just, I, yeah, I, I, I like his size. I, first of all, just you having Zion is just has me shook right now. Cause no, feel... this is
4: the Tenge Nugombo moment of this draft <laughs> when David Kahn just got someone who wasn't eligible to be selected in this moment. Michael, Vucevic was supposed to be the last pick of this entire thing. Everybody in the world agreed with that. And you're going to take him above Donovan Mitchell, Julius Randle, Zach Levine, and Damana Sabonis? Are you crazy, Michael? Um, I mean, I don't want to be rude, so I'm not going to
5: say who is the clear last pick here. And maybe we'll get to it eventually. (laughs) I will be rude. Um, but no, Vooch, Vooch is good, man. Vooch, Vooch can space the floor really. And that, that, that's helpful for all of my wings who are going to just be doing pick and pops to death. Um, and I can't wait
4: till Harden just puts him in the tumbler, bro. They, what's that they called? The cyclone well, for, first uh, of out all, at Coney Island? Let's get Harden on Vucevic and see how that works. First looks. of all. Oh, my God.
5: F- first of all, first of all, first of all, um, just because I've drafted Vooch onto my team doesn't mean he's going to play over three minutes. So I just want to get that, <laughs> that out of
4: the way. And those three minutes will be with Harden on the bench. Best be sure. All right. Fair enough. Um look process of elimination i'm taking the western conference player i'm taking donovan mitchell here um i don't really need him i have a lot of players who do everything he does uh better he's got that magnetic smile um i would love to see him in the halftime dunk contest which doesn't seem like that's probably going to happen given some of the names that are starting to leak out there um if some of my guys just aren't bringing it you know i can plug donovan mitchell in um you know, we're at this point where like, like you mentioned earlier, we don't really have major roster weaknesses or flaws. So these are duplicated talents, but I do love his personality. I love the smile. Mm-hmm. I love the camaraderie. I think that he will get into the fun. Uh, you know, I could see him leaning into the hot dog bit and like eating a hot dog on the bench and giving a thumbs up and, you know, helping our sponsors, you know, I, I think that it could all work out very well. He's a team player, franchise guy through and through. I'm taking Donovan Mitchell. So
5: something just came
4: into my mind when you
5: picked Donovan, um, and it's about a snub who wasn't really a snub. But if you just had an option to pick a player to add to this team or any team in general, would you pick Donovan Mitchell or Jamal Murray, like right now?
4: Donovan Mitchell.
5: That was that was quick.
4: Yeah, well, I'm a little chafed right now about how the Nuggets are playing around my guy Jokic, and so I'm pretty much down on his entire supporting cast, and I'm just going to challenge them to all be best, right? I mean, if there's ever been a motto from the last five years that we need to live up to, it's be best, and Denver's supporting cast needs to be best, needs to be much best. <laughs> um, Yes, do better. Be better. What is it? Be better
5: tomorrow? Yes, that's in my Twitter profile. I should know that. Um... Yeah. I, I just, I wanted to bring that up real quick because we've... We Wait, have, so
4: do you would you take Murray? Is that what I'm getting?
5: No, I wouldn't. But I feel just like that we haven't mentioned him at all um, in this context. And His past, I don't even know what his numbers have been, or I do know, but over the past, like, I don't know, 10 games-ish, just recently, he's been on one, and he had that 50-point game with no free throws, which is just like,
4: what is even happening? And we know, know, going back to what you said about the bubble. That just makes me angry. I know, that just makes me angry, Michael. Like, we know the ceiling is there, so let's raise that baseline up even higher, right? Let's just lock in and be a better player Uh, than a Donovan Mitchell, be a clear cut better player than a Devin Booker, because those guys have been in conversations for years and years and years. And I cannot forget how he's been playing the entire season just to get super hyped on the smaller sample size. Uh, You know, coming out of the bubble, like you mentioned, it was all about the consistency factor. That's what Michael Malone loved to see in the playoffs. Finally, we have a number two guy who's just doing it every single night. And uh, I just want to keep seeing that. that. That's really what it comes down to. Nothing against Jamal Murray. I happen to love his game. I love his devotion to the game. Um, his personal story, all that stuff is right up my alley. He was the MVP, the most bubble player. There's no question about it. Um, but consistency, that's what we want to see from him. Um, and I'll take Mitchell over him right now, um, in part because he's done such a nice job of fitting into a scheme that everyone is able to eat and succeed And that is not easy or uh, often Mm. seen in the NBA. All right, Michael, uh, we're getting here to the dregs. Let's quickly do this. Who's your next pick? I'm going, man.
5: (laughs) Uh, I thought I had an obvious one, and then I was looking at the three guys who are left, and I'm like, actually, this is not obvious at all. Um, I guess I'm going to go Randall. Uh, He's just, like, physical and... It was either him or Levine for me, honestly. And I already have Booker, who's so similar to Zach Levine. Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like I can start the second quarter and make Randall my point guard and get really funky and do interesting. He can be like the point center in those wing units and just be a bowling ball. And I'm not going to say he can... He, I'm not like, adv- advocating for him to hurt Zion early in the game, but he's someone who could... Like put a mirror up to Zion and make Zion work a little bit if they guarded each other.
4: So yeah, I'm I'm going I'm going Randall. Um I'm I'm completely fine with that. That leaves Zach Levine and Demonis Sabonis. Now let's just be clear we would probably take Middleton, Mike Conley, Jamal Murray, an injured CJ McCollum. Who else over these two from the conference? Van Vliet. Van Vliet. Great call on Van Blee. What about Tobias Harris? Any uh, second guessing on Tobias Harris? We did get an email. um, I want to read this real quickly from Steve. He says, over the last three or four podcasts, you have become up in arms over the fact that Chris Middleton was not named an all-star. Not once did you even mention Tobias Harris who has identical numbers, some might say better, across the board for a team that has one more, which is important because you use the does he contribute to winning argument often. To not even mention Harris when mentioning snubs is a gross oversight by you, exacerbated by the apoplectic fits you have over the exclusion of Middleton. Well, look, I mean, defense matters, Steve, number one, for sure, and... I happen to believe Chris Milton's a better playmaker for his teammates than Tobias uh, Harris. I think he's a better, more proven defensive player um, as well, and also he's the number two guy in Milwaukee, and Tobias is the number three guy. And if you know, that's why I had Simmons over Harris. That could be a debate. I just don't really see an argument that Tobias Harris is driving wins more than Simmons is for Philly. So that's where I came down on that one. Michael, do you feel the same or differently?
5: Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's worth calling Tobias like an honorable mention. Like we should we should throw his name out there. but he, for all the reasons that you outlined, he just never kind of made the cut for me when I was kind of whittling through all the players. and and Chris Middleton is the closest comp. And the shooting numbers are basically ident- identical the scoring numbers. But as you said, defense matters. I think Chris Middleton is a little bit better, and then the assist numbers are just—they tilt so far in Chris Middleton's direction that it's it, you, there's no case for Tobias.
4: Yeah, I mean, I just hate to break it to you, Steve. I understand what you're saying about him not getting mentioned, so I guess I slightly apologize for that oversight. Chris Middleton's just a lot better than Tobias Harris, and you will see that in the playoffs again this season, um, just like every year when Tobias Harris just kind of quietly disappears and nobody can find him. Last pick, Michael. It's Levine versus Sabonis. Who do you think I'm taking?
5: Who do I think you're taking? Um, I know who you're taking, but uh, I mean, you're taking Sabonis. That's just like, it's Correct.
4: 100% correct. The hot dogs roster is complete. DeMontis Sabonis is our last pick. He can run the offense in a pseudo Jokic way when Jokic is off the court. The passing ability. I love it. The high energy stuff. I love it. He is a real poster victim candidate here. Uh, If any of your guys will actually attack the basket, that could get ugly for him. But, you know, frankly, you don't really have a lot of guys who I'm worried about going super downhill. A lot of jump shooters on your roster, Michael. A lot of jump shooters. That leaves for you, Zach Levine. How do you feel?
5: Just another jump shooter, you know? That's my team. We're the St. Louis jump shooters. That's what we are. Well,
4: That was my hope is that if you got Zach Levine last and he was feeling snubbed and really upset about that, how could I possibly be the last pick? You know, everyone's so excited about my all-star candidacy this year that he would hijack the whole thing, right? (laughs) He's going to be so upset that he's going to be your last pick, that he's going to go out there and take touches away from Curry and Tatum and Embiid and and all your other really good players. That There could be like a three or four minute stretch there where I just rip off like an 18 to four run because uh, of those internal dynamics. Are you concerned? Are you... um, are you preparing for that as coach?
5: I'm not concerned. And, you know, the more I think about this, the fact that this is an all-star game, like, you screwed up by taking Sabonis over Levine. I mean, Levine's one of the greatest dunkers of all time. Um, and I know that we're not talking about a dunk contest, but, you know, there's there's less defense Um uh, even though Grudy uh, Gobert is on your team for some reason, I think that Zach Levine will take pleasure in trying to yam on him as many times as he can. So,
4: Bring I'm, it I'm, on. I'm Funnel your good whole good offense yeah. through Zach Levine. That's going to be great. We're winning this game. <laughs> so just to recap here, Michael's spirit of St. Louis. Um, tell us your charity again, Michael. The Equal Justice Initiative. This team is LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Steph Curry, Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum, Chris Paul, Paul George, Jalen Brown, Devin Booker, Nikola Vucevic, Julius Randle, and Zach Levine, the Coney Island hot dogs donating our money to the USPS because everyone's mailing it in, uh, is Giannis Antetokounmpo, Nikola Jokic, Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal, James Harden, Zion Williamson, Damian Lillard, Ben Simmons, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, and Demana Sabonis. All right, Open Floor Globe, you got to email us who won. Spirit of St. Louis, Coney Island Hot Dogs, and why, tell us who you think would be the better all-star roster. Who's winning head-to-head if they take the court in Atlanta? All right, Michael, that was fun. Uh, Great picks, mostly. A couple real duds there, frankly. I think I got you this time. Well, what do you think, Michael? First of all, how are you feeling about your chances? I should give you a closing argument. Hmm. I mean...
5: I still feel pretty good. If you had KD, I think I would feel a lot worse. But since he's not playing, that that fills me with more confidence. I mean, I have LeBron on my team. If he tries, it's all over. Uh, I am still very upset about Zion. I should have taken him over Chris Paul and then gotten Chris Paul later. That was a uh, a monumental oversight on my part, and I will not be sleeping tonight because of it.
4: Uh, You know, over here at at Team Hot Dog, we're feeling great. We didn't have a single mistake the entire way through. We love the roster. We're (laughs) seeding the argument that we're losing in a playoff series. We're just going to say that up front. Uh, Team LeBron is winning if this was the playoffs, but this is the all-star game. We're going to have a more entertaining, a more explosive, a more high-powered, a younger, and a more athletic team than michael spirit of st louis guys let us know who won open floor mail at gmail.com open floor mail at gmail.com don't forget you can follow michael on instagram and twitter at michael Vias and victor pina i'm on instagram at ben.goliver on twitter at ben Golver. guys find us on apple Podcasts by searching for open floor that's two words when you get to our page scroll down it will say rate and review, tap five stars. It's just that easy to help us spread the word. Michael, we're going to be back later this week, I imagine, with an all-star weekend preview. We're going to break down the dunk contest field, three-point contest. I'm sure they're going to be announcing all of those guys here in the very near future. That will be fun. Um, and we'll also take any questions you've got, so please send them in. All right, Michael. Until later this week, I will talk to you. Talk soon, Ben.
2: to start listening.